Welcome to the Small Business Hour with your host, Mark Dio, on 97.1 KLSX, the FM talk station. All right, folks, welcome to the Small Business Hour, 97.1, the FM talk station. My name is Mark Dio. With me, of course, here, Matthew Walker and our ever-present Dick. I mean, our board op. Whose name is Dick? <laughs> I, can I get, I don't know, will the FCC come after me for that? I'm not sure, Matthew. I, I, I don't know. But uh, you, you never know, you know. And it probably will. Yeah. This being KLSX, we're a hot button. Well, Dick asked me, oh, what's the name of your show again? And it's like, uh, okay. Well, you know, it's uh, I, I, it's good to know that I make a, uh, an impression on people. I don't know, maybe you folks uh, are not finding that you're as memorable as you need to be. And perhaps it might tell me that I need to improve my branding. Nevertheless, welcome to the Small Business Hour. What is it all about? It's about helping you to become far more effective in your small business, to increase your performance, folks. That's really what it's about. It is about finding a way for you to not uh, just work harder, but really to work a little bit smarter. And it's uh, the bottom line really is uh, going ahead and finding ways for you to go ahead and just work a little bit smarter. Folks, we're going to have to run to a break, and when we get back, we'll talk a little bit more about what we're going to be doing. I'm very excited, Matthew, because we're going to have Tom Hopkins on the show, and we're going to be talking about selling improvements. So you might say, Mark, I'm not a salesperson. Well, that doesn't matter. What really matters is that you do find yourself in the selling role. And, and I if think, somebody says they're not a salesperson, Mark, I'll have to disagree because everybody's a salesperson. Isn't that true, Matthew? And we often find ourselves in the selling role. And uh, whether we're, uh, you know, the janitor or whether we're, you know, we're uh, in production or we're in the uh, customer service department or we're even in a clerical role, we're always finding ourselves in the selling role, and uh, that's the, the way we actually persuade people to see things from our point of view. So we're we'll talking about Tom Hopkins. He really is a legend uh, in the area of selling improvements, so go nowhere. When we get back, we're going to get Tom on the line, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But in the meantime, in the meantime, what we'll go ahead and do, Matthew, is uh, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and get Tom on the phone, and we'll talk a little bit more about selling improvement. So go nowhere, folks. We will be right back.
All right. Hey, welcome to the Small Business Hour, 97.1, the FM Talk Station. My name is Mark Theo. Of course, with me, the inimitable Matthew Walker. And uh, we're here talking about selling innovation. You know, we when people think of innovation, Matthew, they think of, like, product development and reinvention and all of that stuff. But, you know, you can and you should be innovating your selling approach. Mm -hmm. Innovating the soft skills as well as the hard products. Oh, good point, good point. It's so true. It is the soft skills that are far more powerful today and far more needed in terms of relationship building than those hard skills. So we're here. We thought we would go and get the expert in uh, selling innovation, Mr. Yeah. Tom Hopkins. And uh, we have him on the show. Let me tell you who he is, folks. Tom, he's personally trained over 3 million students. I'm one of them, by the way, Matthew. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know that. On five continents, he has shared the stage with uh, great leaders like the uh, retired Norman uh, General Norman Schwarzkopf, uh, George Bush, uh, Barbara Bush, Secretary of State Colin Powell, Margaret Thatcher, he's authored 12 books on how to uh, master selling. Uh, and, of course, his uh, his uh, classic, How to Master the Art of Selling, has fold, sold over 1.4 million copies. It's been translated into 10 languages. It uh, It's really been used as a textbook in sales and marketing classes. And it's really required reading, I think, for new salespeople, for many new salespeople. I know I listen to The uh, Art of Selling. I still have... The, uh, the, the books. Welcome, Tom Hopkins. That's right. They're what? See, we're welcoming before we yes. even welcome him. Welcome to the show, Tom. Hi, thanks, Mark. How are you? I remember you. You were the 2,462nd student. <laughs> it's just 1.4 million, not 2.4, Tom. <laughs> You're funny. Uh, well, yeah, I, listen, if you saw me, you probably would remember me. I'm the guy who, you know, you remember when I, the guy that flipped the table over that time? Oh, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> It is a pleasure and truly uh, an honor because uh, I I'll tell you what, Tom, you are one of the reasons that I actually, um, you know, uh, was successful in business because I, uh, when I went to your seminar about a million years ago uh, in uh, Anaheim, um, I just want to say it was about 15 years ago, Tom. Right. Uh, I, I, I began to realize that I had to have a selling culture. You know, and I began to realize that uh, selling could be fun. Could be exactly. Fun. Yeah. I'll never forget uh, staying up in my room, Matthew, and studying. Uh, Tom made us go to our rooms, literally, mm -hmm. and study uh, for the next day at the boot camp. Isn't that true, Tom? That's right. And that's why we, we called it boot camp, because, you know, I figure if you're going to pay your money to learn something, then you really have to apply and have to study. And uh, the students study hard, but they do learn it, and that's when their life-changing effect takes place. Yeah, well, it did for me. It absolutely did for me. And I, I will talk a little bit more about boot camp. I know there's one happening in uh, Scottsdale, and I want to talk a little bit about that later on. But I want to just ask you, Tom, because you are an expert in this area, and you probably hear this a lot, that, you know, I mean, there's some people, not everybody's a salesperson, but as Matthew says, we all have to have great selling skills. And sometimes when people hear the word salesperson, they think, oh, my God, don't put me in a room with those guys. I don't want to be one of them. Um, why, why, do you, why do you suppose there's, there's that image that people have, and why is it important for everyone to have selling skills? Well, first of all, let's talk about three or four things here. Uh, selling is a profession that's easy to get into. Meaning, you don't need a degree, you don't need to go to college, you don't need to go through a lot of study. A company uh, has a need, has a good product, uh, you, you apply, they hire you because you have some decent people skills, and, and a lot of people aren't really made up for selling. Uh, so a lot of people don't do well in it because there is a degree of rejection involved. 
There is some pain involved to build your territory. So many people kind of wipe out in the first three months. Uh, another thing about selling is a lot of young people uh, in their teens during a summer job, maybe they want to earn a little money, so they go into a selling business. Mm. And oftentimes in that business, they aren't comfortable because they say things they don't believe. Maybe the company has a presentation that they don't think is right. right. And so then all of a sudden by 17, a person goes, man, I hate selling. Mm. So that's one thing. Then another thing, too, is um, selling takes a lot of, um, I, I think, discipline. Mm. And there's many people, I think, in the world that don't want to be self-disciplined. And so they don't enjoy the fact they have to be their own boss. They have to make themselves get up and put in the hours and, the, and go through the, mm. the pain of rejection. And so that's, that's true. But I will say this. When a person finds their niche, and I call a niche in selling, and we're all really in sales in one way or another, I've tried my best to convince people that uh, regardless of what you do, those that persuade and convince and help others make decisions properly – seem to end up on the top of whatever the endeavor is. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I, you, you look at the leaders of great companies. They sold employees. They're selling constantly for people to do a good job, to put up with the changes in the society. So I've always tried to say that regardless of what you do for a living, you're either moving people to decisions or they're moving you, Right. which is a way of, of saying I'm selling myself, my ideas, and so forth. But selling's had a bad rap in a way. Uh, because I think a lot of people look down on salespeople when they mm. don't realize that most companies don't make profits unless someone goes out and in one way or another sells the product creating profit. Mm -hmm. so, so salespeople, the 16.3 million people in the United States that are in one way or another involved in selling are, are very critical to the free enterprise system. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, and it's true. We sort of underestimate it, or we put him in a box, and we say, this salesperson is like the worst, every other salesperson I've known, and, and we have that bad image. So as soon as you see that label, as soon as they hear that label, they're like casting all of those, uh, all that dispersion on you. Um, but let me, let me ask you, though, with that in mind, it would seem that there are some people that are just, you know, conditioned to be good at this, Tom. I mean, there's some people that are just naturally good at selling, and uh, some people like to say, well, they're, they're a natural, they're, they're natural salespeople. Do, do you think that's true? Um, and, and, and if, if not, what can people do about it to, to become better in selling? Okay, well, I call that a myth. And the myth is that there's a natural born salesperson. See, I personally believe that the people who think they're naturally born as far as their, their wit, their charm, their glib, their, their ability to talk, those people sometimes don't do real well because they come across too much like a salesperson, mm. and that turns people off. Right. Now, there's two extremes. Uh, there's the interested introvert, and then there's the interesting extrovert. Now, I, I, my, I think seventh or eighth book was called Low Profile Selling, How to Act Like a Lamb and Sell Like a Lion. Right. And I wrote that book because I think the top salespeople don't come across with the stereotypical image of a salesperson, mm -hmm. which would be the talkative, the kind of pushy, the aggressive, the uh, loud dressing, and so forth person, uh, whereas the person who comes across with warmth, sincerity, becomes a master questioner. Mark, that's the key. Right. Not talk, 
Right. But to learn how to ask the right questions. Well, now some people, yeah, now some, but some people would say, wouldn't they say, Tom, and they probably do to you that, well, you know, if you're going to be a salesperson, you need to be the interesting extrovert. You need to be the person that people are magnetically drawn to. And, you know, you can really, you can lay a line of rap on them that'll convince anybody. I think that that's the perception that most people have. And many that get into selling or when they think about improving their selling skills, they think, well, I need to be that person. But in reality, it's the opposite. Well, what it is is if I, if I were tending to be the interesting extrovert, I would try to come across in the beginning with people more like the interested introvert. Uh, Meaning I would say, you know what, instead of telling them and pushing them with statements, I'm going to just meet them, be very nice, cordial, ask the right questions create a rapport, which is the whole key to selling, is establishing a rapport with a person where as soon as possible they like and trust you. And that has been the foundation of my training, Mark, for almost 30 years. That if, people, if you have a personality and ability with people to have them just like and trust you, long term, you'll do well in selling. On the other hand, if you come across too much like a salesperson too soon, meaning coming across too talkative, too overbearing, uh, they'll put up defenses and be a little threatened to have a long-term relationship with you. Right, right. Well, I, I, that makes sense. I want to talk a little bit, maybe give people an example. When we come back from the break, Tom, give them an example of how precisely the uh, you can really draw people to you by acting like lamb that you don't need to get in people's faces and all that. Uh, I want to talk more about that when we come back from the break, folks. I want to let you know we're on the line with Tom Hopkins. Legendary Tom Hopkins really is one of the uh, leaders and one of the uh, uh, very influential people in the area of selling. We're talking about selling innovation. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. 520-9710-520-9710. Sprint PCS customers, real simply get hold of us. Pound 971. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Small Business Hour with your host, Mark Dio, on 97.1 KLSX, BFM Talk Station. Hey, this is the Small Business Hour with Mark Dio on 97.1 KLSX, the FM Talk Station. All right. Hey, welcome back to the Small Business Hour, 97.1, the FM Talk Station. My name is Mark Dio. With me, of course, here, inimitable Matthew Walker. And, boy, if you're listening to this show and you're saying, I, I missed part of this, you can go to the website, and uh, later on this week it will be posted um, at smallbusinesshour.com. Isn't that mm-hmm. true, Matthew? And there's a bunch of other sites there. I, there's a bunch of other shows, Zig Ziglar. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tony Robbins, Jay Abraham. Yeah, yeah. So go, yeah, go check it out, folks. And also tons of information at smallbusinesshour.com. We're talking with Tom Hopkins, really the legendary Tom Hopkins. Really honored to have him on the mm-hmm. show. One of our more famous people, isn't it, Matthew? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's always good. And uh, we're talking about selling innovation. I'm particularly excited about some of the things that Tom's been talking about and really teaching on for, what, 30 years, Tom? Yeah, right now. Over 32, as a matter of fact. Wow. Hard to believe. You're wow. giving it away. And you look, still look pretty good there, buddy. You know? Well, I'm working on that, too. You know, <laughs> trying to stay looking and feeling young. That's right. <laughs> you know, and I guess that, you know, that's a good point, too, Tom, that we should make is that sometimes the way we feel, well, not sometimes, but always the way we feel comes across to people. Our habits come across to people. You know, some of the things that we do, those nervous habits or those, uh, those, those sort of soft skills as, as Matthew would, was talking about. They do come across, and they make a difference in, in a negative way or in a positive way. How can people, when they're in the selling role, have control over that? Well, first of all, let, let me say this. You know, we're using the term innovations, uh, 
which is a great term, but I totally believe that there's no new fundamentals in the field of selling or in business. There's just ways of applying the proven fundamentals uh, to the business or to the culture or the people you're with. Mm -hmm. And some of these things that we're talking about, uh, as far as the, the original contact, when a person first meets anyone else, they start judging by what you say, how you look, mm -hmm. and that's why that original contact is so important, Mark, that with, with this concept of helping people like and trust you, mm -hmm. there's so, some very important things you do. Uh, the smile when you first meet someone, as trite as that may sound, some people meet someone, they look kind of down or negative or, or uh, depressed, and, and that doesn't start the feelings properly. So mm -hmm. you want to work on a good smile. Also, there's people that won't give you good eye contact. And, and eye contact is so important. See, there's an old truth that if you won't look at me, I can't trust you. Now, I don't believe that, mm -hmm. but there are a lot of people that do. So you want to give good eye contact. Also, if you, uh, if it's a situation where you are going to shake a person's hand, meeting them either uh, in the beginning, it's important that you have a deep, firm handshake mm -hmm. that shows confidence because mm -hmm. that's, again, something some people judge you on. Yeah. And then, of course, using their name and remembering their name. Many people forget a person's name because they're nervous. That's why uh, I suggest people repeat a person's name four times as soon as they meet them so that that name sticks. Mm -hmm. And just silently to yourself, not out loud. Yeah, not, not out we, loud. We, we, you remember that, don't you, listen, Mark? Listen, we're here in Southern California, and we have to clarify things to our audience, don't we, Matthew? Because uh, only God knows what they'll walk away with, what sort of crazy ideas like. Uh, you know, I, one of the things that you are really the master of is, you know, really focusing on, uh, you know, the foundational uh, uh, principles, those foundational things, the simple things. I like, you know, oftentimes you'll, you'll talk about things like a firm handshake. You'll talk about, you know, smiling in a sincere, genuine way. Your pen, uh, how to use the material. Talk a little bit about that because I think that, uh, you know, oftentimes uh, prospects get very scared. Uh, you're talking with them. You're maybe you're asking those questions and you're coming across in this sort of natural way and you're being in, in, in interested, uh, introvert, and you're doing all of those things. But all of a sudden it's closing time and the briefcase come op comes open and... It's like the order pad comes out, and all of a sudden we wonder why people begin to shy back. Well, let, let me start off by saying that anything you're going to do later, for example, take out a pen, for example, make notes on a piece of paper, if you're going to do that later at the end of the presentation when you're trying to close the transaction, mm -hmm. a, a pro tries to do that earlier, mm. meaning if you'll come across more like a consultant, for example, when I would first meet a buyer in my background, of course, for eight years as real estate, but when I would first meet a couple, I'd sit them down and I'd say, you know, I, I'd like to ask you some questions so I can save your time and make sure I show you the right properties. Mm -hmm. So would it be all right if I ask a few questions and make a few notes so I don't forget anything? Mm -hmm. Well, now I've get, been, in the beginning, gotten their permission for their benefit to take out my pen and just ask some questions. And now they get used to me writing. Mm. See, now I've done it in the beginning. Whenever I would show a home, I'd carry a legal pad. I'd make notes of their likes and dislikes. Mm -hmm. So from the moment I'm with them, knowing I'm going to have to write on something later to close the sale, yeah. I try to do it in the beginning. And I try to get the people in all walks of sales, insurance, computers, whatever it is, try to become a note taker sooner, like a consultant, not a salesperson. Right. Because if you come across more like an expert advisor than a salesperson, you're going to relate to more people.
Right, right. And it's kind of setting the precedent, isn't it, too? It's, it's not uh, It's not like, oh, it's closing time, cause, so the pen's coming out, the pad's coming out, the order form's coming out. He's just like or she's just like everyone else. We're That's really, right. Yeah, we're differentiating ourselves. And sometimes it is the simple things. It is the very basic foundational things that, that we need to go back to in order to really create innovation. Now, a lot of times uh, you, you see that some... Uh, experienced selling people forget some of those basics, Tom? Well, this is one reason why I try to get people to come back to our seminars because they'll change and mature in selling, but they'll get away from basics. Uh, Not only that, selling is a very emotionally draining business, so you need to renew yourself. That's why we listen to cassettes and Mm -hmm. CDs and watch videos and and DVDs so that we can renew ourselves because Every time you talk to a person and trying to help them say yes to your product, you're giving them your emotions. Right. And you've got to renew that. You must fill yourself up because selling, wow, can be a draining emotional experience. Yeah, it can be. And, and it can be filled with rejection initially because, uh, you know, I, I, I'll never forget you. And like I say, this had to be actually more than 15 years ago, Tom. It was, a, it was more than that because I've been in business for myself for 17, so it has to be more than that. I keep trying to make myself younger, Tom. That's what I try to do. But nevertheless, I'll, I'll never forget you with your picture of the two bellies stuck together, you know, and, and it's, you know, uh, and I'll never forget you saying, you know, when you get rejection, tell the person, thank you very much or something. Well, yeah, what I, what I think I, I try to do is put, see, if a person's going to get the yes from a buyer and earn, earn income, the, you've got to figure out about what you make when you make a sale. Mm. Let's say, for example, you made $100, just as an example. Well, let's say you have to talk to five people to get the one yes. Mm. Well, if you talk to five people, four of them say no, but you do get the yes that earns you the 100 then you divide the four rejections into the $100 you made, and now each no has a dollar value of $25. Right. Right. So that when someone rejects you, now have fun with it. You say, well, thanks for the 25, and that allows you to keep yeah. going instead of getting depressed by the rejection. And you, you it, should still thank the person that actually buys them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you do. But, but uh, you, uh, you also, I feel, need to play a game. And when people go into sales, they got to realize it's a big numbers game in the, in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. you got to talk to more people, send more thank you notes, more follow-up. The key is once you get your business built where the, your reputation and a community for your business, your product, you own a territory, you have a great number of clients that like and trust you, they'll be loyal to you to a degree, mm-hmm. uh, that's when the business gets fun. Right, right. I mean, it's not fun in the beginning, but no business is. You know, it's, yeah. like, it's like choosing a sport. When I first went out for football, uh, being rather small, I mean, it was not fun because I got beat. Yeah. But after I learned more about the, the, the sport and got good and was fast and so forth, I, I learned how to play the game, and it became fun when we had a winning team. Yeah. And so finding a way to get through some of the rejection. I know for me, years ago, it was very important, and it really was an eye-opener. Just the simple thing about saying, hey, listen, every time you're rejected, you know, thank that person, feel good about that, because that's one step closer. And I think that happens with either people that are new in selling or entrepreneurs and listening to our radio show are many entrepreneurs uh, and folks that are, you know, new in business. They might not even be in sales, or they don't see themselves as being in sales, Tom. And so getting through, I think, the rejection is a critical thing. I I think a lot of the rejection comes from cold calling. Uh, I've heard people say, well, I don't believe in cold calling, or, or, you know, that's unnecessary. It's about building relationships. 
tell us about your feelings on cold calling and what are some of the uh, specific, uh, you know, uh, uh, characteristics or some of the well, tools we should use. When we're well, there, there's two basic areas of prospecting. One we call the uh, uh, cold market, and they have the warm market. Now, of course, the warm market are all the people that are friends and relatives, people that you work with. These are associates that know you and trust you as a person for getting selling. That's your warm market. Now, the ideal way to do business is to try to work with your warm market and then learn how to get referrals from them. But the, the cold market is also very necessary. Uh, you have to realize that if you have a territory where you have to go into in a business-to-business -business selling situation, you're going to have to make contacts, learn how to get past a secretary or receptionist, learn how to get in front of a decision maker. And all of these concepts are necessary to build the business. One of our highest-paid salespeople took not only six months but about eight or nine contacts to finally get into a decision maker and it was a two and a half million dollar computer sale right. one of the largest sales their company ever made but it would have never happened had he taken one or two no's and quit right so the follow-up 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 till they buy or die is very very important you bet you bet when we come back from our break uh, i want to talk tom a little bit about objections and some of the typical objections people get especially price and how you recommend that we handle that folks we're on the line with tom hopkins we're talking about innovating our selling approach in whatever business you're in you should be thinking about that hey we're going to do we're going to take some calls after this break so and what we'll do matthew is we will give uh, to those that, uh, I'll say the first five callers will mm -hmm. give away our uh, virtual workshop, our recent virtual workshop. Actually, what we'll do is we'll do the one on innovation, which is actually two audio files uh, and uh, two actual, uh, you know, uh, actually written programs on innovation. So uh, how do you do that? Uh, pick up the phone and give us a call. 5209710 if you're calling outside LA it's 8885209710 if you're calling from your car sprint pcs pound 971 so here's what we're going to do we'll take the first 5 callers pick up the phone right now to talk to Tom Hopkins if you've got a question you've got a comment you're wondering how to innovate your selling approach and we'll give you our audio programs on innovation again 5209710 straight from your car sprint pcs pound 971 Go nowhere, folks, because we'll be right back. You're listening to the Small Business Hour with your host, Mark Dio, on 97.1 KLSX, the FM Talk Station. You're listening to the Small Business Hour with your host, Mark Dio, on 97.1 KLSX, the FM Talk Station. All right. Hey, welcome back to Small Business Hour, 97.1, the FM Talk Station. We're excited to have Tom Hopkins with us. We're talking about really how to innovate your selling approach. And sometimes that boils down to the foundational things. We're going to go ahead and take some calls. You can pick up the phone. You can talk with Tom Hopkins live. Look at that. And uh, 520-9710. You've got a question about how, you know, maybe an obstacle that you have in selling. Maybe an obstacle you have in convincing people or building powerful relationships, increasing your business. How do you do it? You can get them, uh, get the expert on the phone, 5209710, Sprint PCS, pound 971. Let's go ahead and, uh, let's talk to, uh, let's talk to Wendell in Riverside. Wendell in Riverside. You're on 97.1 the FM talk station with Tom Hopkins. How can we help you? Hi, Tom. Uh, I didn't want to, I have a comment, I have a comment and a question. Uh, just years ago when I was involved in, uh, selling, uh, my wife, who's a teacher, actually hated the concepts of, you know, just, you know, the idea of what a salesman is. 
but she actually read part of your book, and her being a teacher, it actually helped her. There was a thing called the two alternative approach, right? That she just loves. So she gives her students these two, you know, two alternatives, and she says it works beautifully. But yeah, oh, that's great. I love hearing that. And the author of the choice is fun. Instead of saying, "Would you like to?" Uh, you know, clean up the place now, just say, when would you like to do it now or in about 15 minutes? And that way they make a choice, and either choice, you've got them to do what you want them to do. That's great, Wendell. Well, I'm so happy. Thank her for me. Right, okay. All and the, the best, man. Great. And the question I have is, this is fast forward to the future now. I'm, I have a chance to go to law school, and I was wondering, in a profession like law, would going to either using your concepts or going to a seminar, help in that in that profession personally i believe that in the law profession boy that is selling personified convincing persuading leading with questions the great attorneys and lawyers i know many of them have studied our training and apply that to what they do uh, i don't see how you can go wrong going to any seminar i mean i i think all the great people out there doing seminars have great ideas uh, I'd love you to consider coming to boot camp because I'll guarantee you that three-day program, you'll learn 40 different questions that you can take and apply to whatever you're doing. So so I'd love you to consider coming, uh, Wendell, to boot camp based on your belief in what we do. I, I will go ahead, uh, Wendell, and, and just second, Tom. Again, I, I did this many years ago, and I will tell you it's not so much learning what to do it's be, it's beginning to internalize that, and and the great thing about boot camp was it two or three days or something? It's three days. Yeah. Right. The great thing about it is that not only do you learn it from Tom, but you get to practice it with other people, wow. and and you're all sort of focused on you know getting these principles down, and uh, in doing that, you work very hard at it over three days in order to accomplish this. And then you don't forget it, and and so you naturally do things and say things differently after that uh and it just it, it becomes internalized doesn't it tom it sure does that's the goal yeah. I'd, love to, I'd love to do that okay I'm, well we'll get you some more you know by the way anybody listening right now go to tomhopkins.com t-o-m-h-o-p-k-i-n-s i spelled it right didn't i Tom? right yeah uh and uh, there's information about the boot camp i think it's happening what in in, in scottsdale uh Later yeah, on this it's Scottsdale, and it's August uh, 26, 27, yeah. 28, which is a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. yeah. And it's three grueling days of study, but lots of fun <laughs> no, as but well. It's a lot of fun, though. You do have a lot of fun with it, and you will remember it for a long time to come, and that's why it's called Boot Camp. And, that's right. Uh, Tom will, and actually, I have hanging in one of my offices, Tom, I'll have you know. My wife even framed this years and years ago, a picture of you and I uh, with your general uniform on. Yeah, my patent. That's uniform. right, your patent uniform. <laughs> you're there. You're there congratulating me on graduating a boot camp. So check it out, Wendell. Thanks so much for calling. Let's go ahead. Let's talk to Yolanda in Pasadena. Yolanda, you're on 97.1 the FM talk station. How can we help you out, Yolanda? Uh, yes. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. You bet. Um, I'm just gotten into real estate and I've done pretty well. But now I'm at a point where I don't feel the motivation or I've gone out there and I'm just not getting clients or listings. And I How long have you been in the business, Yolanda? <laughs> Believe it or not, less than a year. All right. Well, the, real estate or any selling profession has cycles. Your enthusiasm and your excitement when you're brand new, you will lose because you've got a lot of rejection and stuff to put up with. But you've got to just keep reselling yourself every day. 
that you've, you know, you've, real estate is probably the highest paid hard work and the lowest paid easy work in the world. There you go. So you just need to say to yourself, I chose a profession where I can make a great income. I have to get up every day, psych myself up. And this is just part of the business. I mean, I had those weeks when I'd go, boy, I'm just tired of this same old, same old, day after day. But that's the price you pay. Now, the key to real estate is you make enough money to buy that real estate because the key to wealth is not selling real estate, it's owning it. Right. If you want to invest in right. real estate as soon as possible, Yolanda, get some making money and buy that first or second income property and start building your financial independence. Yeah. Now, you're hearing this. Now, I don't know, Tom, where what you were ranked, but uh, I, I know you, I remember you told me the steel story about you being a steel worker and you looking down and seeing those people in the suits and saying, I want to be one of those, and you got into real estate. Now, were you the number one real estate agent in the country for a while? Is that I was. As far as the number of homes closed, I, I had a year where I closed uh, 365 homes, and I don't think anybody has. One a day. Yes, one, one a day. day. A like a vitamin, Tom. Yeah, one a day <laughs> for a year. And uh, so that little record, I think, still stands today. But, no, I was a construction worker, and I, I built or worked on Dodger Stadium in 1962. Right. And when I saw these big Lincolns, 63 Lincolns, with all these people in suits drive in, and I was up there in the hot sun carrying steel, I said, I want to be in a suit someday. And real estate, of course, afforded me that with no education. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with the construction. It's just that no. that was your desire and your goal, and you went out and did it. And not only did it, but became, you know, not just good, but the best in the country for at least for well i guess the for record sure, still stands yeah, yeah yeah but nevertheless yolanda there are there are some of those basic principles that we still have to cling to no matter how good we are that's right and, 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 and tom do you have some kind of real estate program you're you're announcing I well heard I, I i would suggest yolanda i've just redone my first book which was how to mask the art of listing and selling real estate we've just redone it uh -huh. And it's uh, a book that covers every word and everything to say on listing and selling homes, mm -hmm. and it's been updated. Uh, when when Mark gives you our 800 number, you may want to uh, call, order that book. The book will help you tremendously. I right. really appreciate that, especially with you, because I've been thinking about investing. And um, But w do you think it would be wise to go in with someone else to invest, let's say, in a business opportunity? Well, first of all, partnerships are very difficult. Yeah, I want okay. you to be real careful of that. I've, I've lived by a philosophy, Yolanda, that you don't put your money into any investment without having control, exactly. which means you should have 51% of any transaction. With you, the realtor, if you get a non-real estate person who will take 49% of the transaction with you in control of it, there you go. that is okay. Okay. And that's a real possibility, uh, but I guess the bottom line is, uh, and again, uh, I, I think you're doing some work with uh, Robert Kiyosaki and, right. and talking about this is that we make sure we're leveraging our assets all the time, Yolanda. And it's not only our, you know, asset, our personal asset of our abilities, but also our financial assets. And when we can uh, be making investments uh, in real estate, because you're in the real estate market, so you should be able to find the right deals. Right. Uh, and it's always a good time to invest in the real estate market if it's the right kind of investment. So. Uh, it's something that you should be looking at setting some goals towards. And um, what is the name of Robert Kiyosaki's book? That's another book, a good book to get, Tom. What is yeah, the that's that Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That's it's, it's, it, yeah. it's a great book. Yeah, Rich yeah. Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah, and that's another resource for you. So you've got a year's worth of resources now, Yolanda. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to it, and it's been a pleasure speaking with you. you. Thank so you. so much about you. Your reputation precedes you. Well, aren't you nice? Thank you, Yolanda.
Thank you so much, Yolanda. Well, uh, you know, boy, coming close to our end of our time, it's really been fabulous having you on the show. Thank you so much, uh, you know, for joining us, Tom. I just want to cover just really briefly uh, the objection issue. Uh, oftentimes people, uh, we've received several emails on this, and people think, wow, you know, it's so hard to get past that price objection. And, you know, people like me, they say they want to do business with me. I think I'm asking the right questions. I'm being that interested introvert at first and i'm you know questioning them but i can't get past that price objection uh what do you recommend uh for folks to do when they uh when they hear that objection well let me say this takes an hour and a half to totally cover but i'm going to do a real quick synopsis two minutes if people fight the price they wouldn't unless they didn't if they 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 wouldn't fight it unless they wanted the product so when anyone said to me you know i think it costs too much well, that was good. I'd just smile and say, well, you know, today most things seem to be about how much too much do you feel it is. So when they say it costs too much, find out how much too much. Now you have an amount of money to isolate. Right. Then, of course, we use the reduction to the ridiculous, which is taking that amount of money, and through the process of getting it to a daily amount, we now take that amount it was too much to a daily amount. Then we create what's called an oblique comparison, which means we compare the daily amount to something they could do or give up doing to offset the amount. Now, that process is how we handle money. Mm, mm. And so, uh, again, just getting them, isolating what kind of dollar amount, then reducing it to the ridiculous and saying, okay, over a period of time, this is really only going to cost this much. Let's take a look at the value that we're bringing and how that compares Fifty-three cents a day. A day, exactly, and maybe even doing some kind of model and showing them sure. that that's fabulous. And again, uh, people can get more information on this at TomHopkins.com. There's, by the way, a lot of resources there. I know you do. Uh, it looks like you're doing a newsletter every month, Tom. And yeah, uh, I have an electronic uh, newsletter that people get uh, totally free if they mm-hmm. call my website. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, my can I give my toll-free number? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. please do, Because uh, some people may want to register for boot camp and it's, or get a brochure. We'll send a complimentary brochure, but it's 800-528-0446, uh, 528-0446. And they can call up and we'll send them a brochure. We have 52 different products and books and tapes, and they can get our whole catalog. You bet, you bet. And so go there, folks. Go to TomHopkins.com or go ahead and uh, give a call or 800-528-0446. Register for bootcamp. I went. I'm happy that I did many, many years ago. And, uh, Tom, thank you uh, so much uh, for being with us. We'd love to have you back sometime. And, well, uh, Mark, thank you. I yeah. mean, I love going on shows where people believe in our training and, and you uh, – I appreciate you having me on and wish the best to everybody in business out there. And just keep giving more service than people expect, and you'll build a successful business. You bet you will. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being with us, Tom. My pleasure. Okay. Thanks, okay. Matt. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, there you have it, Tom. Uh, there you have it, Matthew, Tom Hopkins. And uh, fabulous, fabulous. Uh, and, you know, I'll tell you what. I really do have hanging in my office, Matthew, mm-hmm. a picture of me. With him dressed as General Patton, it's it's really hilarious. We should put it on the website because it is pretty funny picture actually. He's got his uh, Patton uniform on. Nevertheless, folks, uh, if you've got questions and you're saying, you know, that went by really quickly, I'm interested in hearing that entire show. Go to the website smallbusinesshour.com. It'll probably post it up by Wednesday, yeah, and we'll have you'll have the ability to hear the entire show, and. Um, 
and even get a copy of the show if you like. You can even record it. We don't have a problem with that. Uh, also, if you're interested in you know how to get more information about improving your business, about increasing uh, your uh, you know influence in your marketplace, please go to smallbusinesshour.com. There's near on 200 articles, 190 mm -hmm. articles, something like that, yeah. about business improvement in any category you can imagine. Product development. Uh, we're talking about innovation, uh, uh, marketing, uh, management, uh, you know, selling, uh, selling improvement, uh, all of these areas. So uh, go there to smallbusinesshour.com. Also, audio files. There's probably about eight or ten audio files on there, getting more appointments and how to be more productive, how to manage your staff more effectively, uh, all of these kinds of things at smallbusinesshour.com. So thank you so much for listening. Also, thank our, li our uh, sponsors, I should say, Farmers and Merchants Bank and iPower. If you're looking for a way to uh, improve your performance on the web, go to iPower. And, of course, Christopher Howard. Let me just go ahead and let you know. Right now, I'm going to give you about two minutes, no more than two minutes, to pick up the phone. Christopher Howard's uh, seminar is happening uh, August 26th, August 22nd, somewhere in there. The last week of August, I know it is. Last weekend of August. Last weekend of August. And uh, that seminar cost $895. We're nearly booked. However, we have some special, uh, we have a special arrangement with Christopher Howard to actually get four more tickets. And I will give four tickets away to that event. It is a weekend event. It is about uh, really improving your life. What can you do? Not just your selling approach, but your entire life. A blueprint for your life. It uh, is a fabulous weekend. You've got two minutes. You've got 120 seconds to pick up the phone. I'll give four tickets away, and that's it. So the first four callers right now, 520-9710. To see Christopher Howard spend a weekend with him, it's a $900 value Starting now, 520-9710, uh, or Sprint PCS customers, pound 971. If you're out of the Los Angeles area, simply 888-520-9710, but you've got to call now. I think you only have about 90 seconds left, so you better do it quick. All right, folks, you've been listening to the Small Business Hour on um, 97.1, the FM Talk Station. Go check it out at smallbusinesshour.com. Chris Carter coming on. I think he's going to be playing... I don't know, uh, Yes and uh, the Rolling Stones or Fear Factory. Oh, okay, it's the Beatles, that's right. Yeah, he's going to be playing the Beatles. Yes, 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 Rolling Stones. Yes, he's so famous now. You know, he's he's actually, his I, I wonder what a psychologist would say about those three bands coming top of the mind. I don't know, I don't know. Well, we'll have to find that out. Uh, he's so famous now because he's got his uh, you know article in the L.A. Times uh, two weeks ago. and yeah. uh, Noted author. And look Musician. at the glasses. He's, uh, he's got the glasses. He's so cool, you know. Anyway, so you check it out. Chris, Chris, uh, I always said Chris Howard with the Beatles. <laughs> Chris, Chris Carter. Chris Carter at Breakfast with the Beatles. So uh, thank you so much for listening, folks. All right. Have a positive, profitable, and a power-filled week. We'll see you next Sunday. Hey, this is the Small Business Hour with Mark Deal on 97.1 KLSX, the FM Talk Station.